I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Welcome to This Might Help, the only advice podcast hosted by Matt Bronger. Uh, this week we have uh, an old friend of mine who I don't see enough, and I actually didn't see enough uh, back in the before the quarantine days. So I, I often say that one cool thing about this quarantine, and there's so fucking many, there's so fucking many things that are so great about 2020. No, is that you, you know, you you do podcasts with people you haven't talked to in a while, and you actually get closer to them. Uh, I do I do a weekly thing, happy hour with one of my oldest friends, Kyle Kinane, who I actually started doing comedy with. Uh, many of you listeners probably uh, know the show called Hey Girl with Matt and Kyle. And uh, it's the most we've talked in like seven years with any regularity because we're always on the, on the road and, and shit. So anyway, uh, this guy is a, is, a, is a big barrel of fun and also one of the smartest comics out there, which I don't think he gets a lot of credit for. Uh, John Gabris, how are you, man? I'm wonderful. Wow, that was a, a I appreciated that intro. Uh, haven't gotten a lot of compliments in the quarantine. Not that I'm getting a lot of disses. I just haven't gotten a lot of interaction. Period. Yeah. Uh, I'm even. I'm at. I'm at peak. Like my wife is tired of me. Uh, you know, at this at this current moment here and in this time. Yes. She's had enough of me. She doesn't find me that funny. So like, I'm seeking validation from friends and strangers. So this is wonderful to hear. Wonderful. Very- you, you guys were just in um, Palm Springs last I talked to you, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, some of our friends have a, a, a house out in La Quinta and we all uh, were, I have n- no family out here um, and neither is my wife. So we've bubbled up with our other familyless, uh, childless 40 year old couples in our lives nice. so that the six of us can spend time together and uh, get to hang out and Thank fucking God. Like, these are my friends I see all the time. And just spending one weekend with them and just not in my own house was such a fucking victory. Yeah. It, like, it's, it's so necessary. Just oh. upgraded to a different prison, more or less. But at the same time, I was just so happy to just leave this out. And maybe people know this, maybe people don't. But like in California, we're not even allowed outside right now. So it's like, <laughs> yep. we're not allowed to go to businesses. We're not allowed to go to each other's houses. We can, and formally we could just like meet up for a walk or smoke a joint standing six feet away from a bud uh, or go to a park and eat pizza across from an old friend or whatever. Now we can't even do that. We're down yeah. to nothing. And that, <laughs> we're and, down to and, podcasts. All we have is podcasts now. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> And it's like, it's the, the, the worst thing about that last one is that's God's law. Yeah, yeah, you that's know, <laughs> A cop is not going to be like, hey, there's a mandate, go inside. You know, he's going to be like, that's your, it's your fucking lungs, man. Like, yeah, a, a doctor will just tell, it'll be a doctor's mandate 30 years from now. It's like, wait, you were outside in 2020, right before the water wars? Jesus you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. Did you say West Coast? Oh, Christ, you're lucky to be alive still, sir. We're going to give you the old Lenny from Of Mice and Men treatment outside. Let's go I'm out. Behind. <laughs> Look off toward the sunset. I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, removing myself as your doctor. Yeah. That always, that always, side note, that always to me is, is one of the funniest fucking things because it's so, you're probably like me where you're like, wow, that's horrible. Hilarious. You know, like just to get the humor out of, like, out of something. Like if something in a movie happens that's so bad, you just, but you're not like, ha ha, good. I want to see someone suffer. You're like, oh my God, like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's got like, I have like 
that horror laugh, you know, like yes. in a horror movie, like oh, same. people same. talk about how horror and comedy are so close together in your body's Absolutely. reaction to it. And it's yeah. so true. If, when you're watching a horror movie and some crazy ass shit happens, my most often reaction is, <laughs> which is yes. sort of how I laugh when I also see stand up. That's, exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. And like, the, the 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 correlation I was drawing is just it's the funniest shit when it's someone's like I uh, as your attorney I'm removing myself as your attorney you know <laughs> yeah, like right. I think that that happened to like Epstein a few times like something where it's just like you're so guilty you're so guilty even someone that's just like this is not worth the money this I make money me. protecting creeps and I can't jive with protecting you you're too creepy <laughs> I can't and I. I can't handle the body blows I'm going to get in court from the DA. <laughs> right, right. That he's shit gonna... makes me so happy when a guy who thinks he's indestructible starts seeing the fucking walls close. I mean, yeah. uh, this is weird. We're talking about a dude who has either killed himself or murdered, uh, right. either way. Right. Uh, but I just love seeing a dude who's like, I've been getting away with shit forever. And then all of a sudden turning to his left and being like, weird. What are you? Oh, uh-oh, I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's like, wait, wait, but it's me though. Like, I don't know. No consequences for 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 jeff you know? <laughs> well it's like the the low stakes it's not like a full-on action movie where the hero gets to kill the bad guy but yeah. like an 80s sort of rom-com where like the bad guy like ferris bueller has like uh-oh jeffrey jones is alone with the rottweiler you know and yeah. it's like that yeah that minor come up it's like jeffrey epstein turning around his lawyer going like you're on your own, motherfucker. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. My, my, Michael Clayton. Uh, yes. Uh, oh. you know, yeah, Clooney God. and Clayton, where, where, he's, where he's like, you're so fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> and and, and uh, what's her name? Uh, that actress who's so fun, who's so great, uh, who plays that woman. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, Tilda Swinton. She's so good, I feel bad for her. <laughs> she had a nice man murdered. And that moment where she kind of like stutters and she's like, you you don't want the money? Like, oh, like I feel awful for her. Uh, that, that ending, part. Michael Clayton is such like a fucking dad movie. And oh. it's so, and I'm so, I mean, you're newly a dad. Do you have a new appreciation for movies now? Yes, of course. But you're basically a dad. I mean, I have, you're, you're I've dad had dad like, energy since I, but with the exception of firing, with the exception of uh, low testosterone, I've had dad energy my entire life, more or less. I don't want to have kids, but I, 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 let's say I have uncle energy. I have uncle yes. strength. Uncle We're both energy. very avuncular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're both very uncle-like. Is that what avuncular means? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. I had to look it up because this guy wrote this book called Mock Stars about comedians. And he had this minor line about me because he went to see someone more famous and then on the way home, like stopped into the UCB and watched like, uh, uh, like a comedy death ray or something. And he was like, I really enjoyed avuncular comedian, Matt Bronger. And I had to Google who that, like what that meant. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that means uncle-like. Isn't and that sure fun when someone labels you as something and you're like, oh, that actually works. And I appreciate it. And I might lean into it more now. Like, yeah. yeah. You, you, it's like, I feel, I, as they say, I feel seen. You know? i I rarely learn anything anymore. And like, especially vocab words, learning avuncular today is so perfect. Thank you, Brong. Sure. At minimum, my day has been made. This is how low the uh, bar is for a successful day now. It's like, it. I could get a word a day calendar and just be at the exact same spot I am now. Oh, my, my wife, uh, I kind of blew her mind when I was, my, my, my parents, after my kid was born, uh, drove an RV down from Portland. 
and uh, they, they, they quarantined for two weeks, then rented an RV and drove it down and then came in the house and they lived with us for five days and then uh, went back. And she's filled out a little bit more, but she, uh, Rose has like pretty big hands and feet and just will just grab shit like a This monkey. is your wife you're talking about. No, my kid. Yeah, right. Yeah, you <laughs> My, 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 my oh, wife's my. finally filled out and I'm digging it. <laughs> She's almost 40. Um, and, uh, uh, but like I described my mother, I love, I love using $5 words cause my mom's an English professor. So I'll be oh, like hell yeah. words that nobody else knows. So I'll be like, yeah, she's a, she's, She's an awful prehensile child. And my, <laughs> my mom cracks up. Prehensile just means you have hands. It just right. means, it means thumbs and, and, yes. and you can grip things. Like we're, we're prehensile, so are monkeys. And my wife was like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> oh, that's all. Yeah, I, I learned a word based on someone telling me, about, they called me glabrous, G, like, which is almost my last name. Yeah. But it also weirdly means hairless, which is also true of me. I mean, yes. neck up, very hairy. Neck down seal like very wow. weird i have a giant i truly have like a giant baby's body like i have a belly i have broad shoulders i'm hairless i'm smooth i look like a giant tan baby with like a fucking trucker or like a teamster's head placed on top of it at the end you must have had money thrown at you at palm springs <laughs> like, i am i am sort of like a weird gay unicorn in that i am yes. like i am a bear with a seal's body or, or an yes. otter's body some sort of I'm yeah because because i know an, i know a, obviously a bear a bear is a type an otter is a type is a seal a type i i'm not positive and i <laughs> just two straight guys going i'm pretty sure i'm a seal <laughs> people are like oh uh, yeah they might be seals <laughs> wait, wait what did you guys come up with that i remember i answered like three questions about this one time in front of my wife and she was like hey why do you know so much about gay culture <laughs> i was like <laughs> Check my DMs, baby. You know? <laughs> my it, received DMs. It's also it's sense. also fascinating. It's it, anytime I learn, you know, I love I love uh culture different learning about different cultures. Subculture, and, yeah. Subculture especially. My favorite shit in the world, Bronger, and I feel like we're on the same page here is just jargon. I love the jargon yes. of different posi uh, positions, different uh careers and yes. uh jobs and like lifestyle where I love hearing all that shit in the gay community, but even like in the punk community learning, like, you know, yeah. when you hear vaporwave, cyberwave, like I just love hearing specifics that are totally. uh, to a subculture. To me, that could mean that that's all I, I, it just makes you feel like you're being let inside somewhere. And that's yes. all I've ever wanted in my entire life. And, and I, I love to just sit there and listen when someone knows all that shit and they're like, well, okay, so you have this and you have this. <laughs> yeah. People don't do this, they do this, you know? Uh, uh, I, lo I love all, and then, catch me at a party 48 hours later saying that exact thing as if it's my own information. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh no, you don't want to blow an otter. An otter is going to, you're going to want to eat an otter's ass. And everyone's like, why the fuck are you talking about this? It's my kid's christening. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Arby's. <laughs> I, we, when we went to, um, uh, went to my, went to Provincetown mass for my, my, uh, my birthday. Hell, okay. Ago. That's and, a very specific uh, location for a birthday. Well, it was. We were already out in Karis from Boston, so we were already oh, okay. out there. And I've always wanted to go because it's like I love places on the edge of the world, and I love the history of that place. How it's got the oldest gay bar, and it's like you know John Waters stomping ground, and you know it's like an artsy, fartsy community. But like, uh, you know, anywhere where you have a large gay contingent is fun. That's yeah. just a fact. 
It's going so, to be at least fun. At yes. minimum, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yes. And so we stayed in this place called the Brass Key that does not allow children. You know, we did not have a kid at the time. And a huge pool in the middle of it with all the little uh, uh, suites around it. And you just, and, and every day at like five o'clock, they just serve wine and cheese. You just get it. Just go out and get your wine, <laughs> eat your cheese. And everyone goes to tea. And I did not know what tea was. Tea is a, is a, basically it's like from four to six or seven, they go down by the dock and it's just a, a pack dance party and everyone gets fucked up and then they all go to dinner. So you go out there and you just dance. Like I went on, my birthday was eighties night. So <laughs> Hell yeah. About it. And I'm having my drinks. And then you, then you go to the, go to your dinner, like half perved and everyone in the restaurants kind of fucked up. And it's just like, this is great. And it's, Pardon me for stereotyping, but like drunk gays are not like us. You put like a, a everyone goes to fucking this the the docks and gets drunk all day and they go to dinner. That restaurant's gonna be a fucking nightmare. Right. You know what I mean? There's gonna be fights. Yeah. There's gonna be dudes that are just harassing women, yeah, talking too loud about the wrong shit. Yeah, you there's know, gonna be like a, like a table full of bachelorette uh, girls going fucking ham, screaming oh like it's God. the restaurant is theirs for the night. But exactly. no, with gay dudes, the worst th possible situation is you your ears hurt the next day from volume. It's just yeah. music and shouting is like is the the most danger you're ever gonna be in is, yeah, one, is tinnitus or whatever. One guy was way too catty. At yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I, I officiated a wedding uh, a year or two ago. Uh, my two of the aforementioned best friends, uh, a gay couple, yeah. and they had a table at their wedding, uh, which was the rowdiest, craziest. The outfits of this table were the and I'm like, oh, what table is that? They go, that's our P-Town table. And I go, what does that mean? He goes, we go to P-Town with the same group of people every year. And it's that table. And it's like we're talking a dude in a kimono, a dude in a dress, like just yep. all different shapes and sizes and just partying fucking hard. And I was like, yeah, town sounds pretty cool. It's fun, man. <laughs> let's and do straight. Let's do stand up at fucking P at uh, P-Town Bear a. Week. Yes, let's do it, man. <laughs> oh, I would love anytime I go someplace like that. I'm just like, how can I get here free by doing a one nighter? Oh, wow. dude, my entire life is I can't afford shit. But uh, this you just remind me something. This is a specific comedy adage I heard one time. I got to perform at Gentlemen of the Road Festival in Kansas, which was like Mumford and Sons and uh, I forget the name of the other band. This is big music festival. Sure. They wanted like a, a comedy afterwards at night in town for people. So they brought out some UCB performers to do some late night improv. Mostly it was just getting fucked up on the side of the stage watching music all day long. Sure. And my friend Neil Casey, uh, yeah turns to me, we're on the side of the stage watching the Alabama Shakes, watching the lead singer's name escapes me, fucking annihilate and crush, and it's beautiful, and it's amazing, and I'm wasted. I turn to Neil Casey, and he goes, this is what we get to do in life because we're slightly funnier than other people. Yeah. And I was like, it was the realest thing. He's like, in life, you just manage to be slightly funnier than an average person, which now allows you to stand on stage and watch this concert. And talking about what you're talking about, that's yes. the same thing with me. It's like, I got to go to Bonnaroo as a comedian. I'll never go to a music festival. I'll never pay for a music festival or a festival no. ever again. No. I might not ever get, there might not be music festivals ever again, to be fair. And right. <laughs> True, true. But we've and bullshitted our way into a lot of them, you and I. You know, hell, fucking yeah. As, as a fucking clown, yeah. I've, yeah. Done, I've done the comedy stage at, at at 
at several several festivals. It's funny, you just reminded me, uh, my friend Mike Burns, I brought him along to a rap party when I was in a show called Up All Night. And it, the rap party was on the roof of the Andaz, you know, it used to be called, yeah. the, used to be the, the, the Hyatt House, the Riot House on the yeah. Sunset Strip. And it's just decked out, super, you know, it's, it's the stars of the show, Christina Applegate, Will Arnett, Maya Rudolph and everybody. And like Lauren Michaels is there and shit. And like Burns and I are just off on our own thing, eating, drinking everything. We know a couple people, you know, I'm the wacky neighbor on the show. Hi everybody. That's about it. But it's just for partying. Yeah. It's not a red carpet. <laughs> and Burns, Burns is, Burns is getting lit. And he looks at me and goes, he, he looks at all these suits, these executives. And he goes, here's the key, man. It's why we're here. You trick people like that into giving people like us money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's been the entire, my entire business plan since 2004. <laughs> that's, it. that's the game. That's the game. And, and I'm at that level of, I'm at that level of success where I'm just, I have like, if to use a poker analogy, I have no chips left, but the longer I stay at this table, the yep. better. I'm not, I'm not fucking leaving the, le no. the winner of this tournament, but the fact that if I'm just still at the table when I'm 40, 50, I'm 40 now, <laughs> when, I'm, yeah. when I'm at the table, still at the table, if I'm 50, 60, dream come true. That's all Absolutely. I could ask for. And I, I, that in the last couple of years, I've gotten to that level of resolution with myself. This is what I love about podcasts. We haven't talked. And I'm like, you know, in therapy, I've worked, I'm like already just telling you that I've like Please. come around to being yeah. happy with what I'm doing in life and like looking back on my life with happiness rather than looking forward with my life and wanting more. And if I don't, achieve, I still want more, but if I don't achieve it, I'm not as fucking annihilated anymore. And that's, that's the key, man. I mean, the, the amount of people that just burn themselves to the ground by just wanting, the, like, if only I had that thing. Yeah. And it's like, that's not a hole that, you should not be looking to fill that fucking hole with that. It doesn't fill it. You I, know? It took someone to tell me like, well, would you be happy if you were like on season six of Superstore? Like you've been there for like the last six years. Would you be happy? I was like, uh, I'd, I'd be, I have a lot of money and that would make me happy. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, would you be like, I'm so pumped that I'm doing this. And I'm well, like, no. And he's like, well, what would you? And I was like, I don't know. And then my buddy was like, then I don't think you're allowed to complain about not having it if you don't know what you even want. And I'm like, Dude, that's oh, it. yeah, holy. That's it. That's and it. I think, I think all the time about how uh, people are like, well, if you could have a, anyone's career, who would it be? And I would say mine. Because, like, I, I want things to go better than they, than, than they, than they have in a lot of ways. And, 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 but, like, you know, at the same time, I can I've, – I've drawn this analogy before, but I remember a friend who is – she and her boyfriend were like that – they're about to break up. They're this close. And uh, uh, a drunk friend of theirs uh, at this party put his arm around both of them and was like, man, I just want a relationship like yours. You guys are perfect. They, dude had no idea they were gonna. They were about to break up. They did not <laughs> love each other anymore. So for me to just go, oh, I want fucking, you know, uh, uh, Will Ferrell's career. I, he yeah. might be miserable. Right. I, don't I, really, I don't really want his career. You know? More than likely, if we got, like, getting, if, the inside of our own heads is anything like the inside of other comedy people's heads. The They're mess. probably like Will Ferrell's like, I just wish I was fucking Ed Norton and Ed yeah. Norton wishes he was Will Ferrell and so forth and so on and all that yeah. shit. You're, it is. Gra the grass is truly always greener and you never, you're, you know, you, if you mentioned the superstore thing, if you were on there for six years, you, you'd be like, I just want to get the fuck off this show, but I'm yeah, afraid it's so I'm trapped. It's golden handcuffs. It's, and that, yeah. yeah. And, and also, 
it's like you can't be happy by your job. Like it's not like mm-hmm. there's a job that if once I got it, I'm like, well, now I'm happy. I'm now done. that I have this movie role, I'm happy. Like it doesn't. It, well, that, and just someone who can kind of do anything, like you know, let's say like I don't know, throw it out there. Like if Chris Evans did stand up, let's say, yeah. say, and he might be like, I just sometimes feel like I'm getting pulled in every direction. Like there, right. you will find unhappiness in any of this shit. Right, right, right. Any of that shit. And I, I want for the listeners. I just want to say, me talking about, I sound like I'm well-adjusted with my career. You should know that I am in year 16 of doing comedy professionally. So it <laughs> is only been 15 years of me absolutely stressing myself. It, it did take almost two full decades of working for me to go like, ah, okay, well, and honestly, that sentence aloud, saying that out loud reminds me that I have been doing comedy for so long. And if you put yourself in the head of a listener of this podcast, who's like, listen, to this guy bitching, he's been doing comedy for a decade. And it's like, oh, right. That is, that's been my goal and I'm doing it. So I can't, and it's crazy. Like you just instantly level up and in your head and then instantly when the second you get a little closer to something, the second you do a couple episodes of agents of shield, and then you see like, well, these people are doing this every week for yeah. how much? Like, all, and then your brain just goes, and you're like, well, then who uh-huh. the fuck am I? But then there's a guy next to you who's perform, who's in Portland. There's a guy in Portland doing open mics who's like, dude, look at fucking Bronger, man. He's right. on fucking a network show, you know? And you're like at home being like, oh, we're having a kid. How the fuck do I pay for this? And they're like, Bronger, I want to be Bronger soon. And you're like, bro, I, you know, my doctor yeah. says my blood pressure is untenable. <laughs> <You know? laughs> He's resigned as my doctor. Yeah. <laughs> He took his stethoscope off and walked out like a root, like a player on Rudy's team. He refused to doctor me. Like, like a, like a senator caught in the headlights <laughs> of like a local newscast that is just caught and walking out of like a brothel. Just pretended like he wasn't. There. He dropped his stethoscope and walked just out. Caught him catching head in an alley as he just like nodded to the camera like I understand. I resigned. Zipped up and walked off into. The- we never saw him again. Goodbye, Li- Lindsey Graham. I'm not on camera. I'm not. On- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's about having enough stuff in your in your in your life to kind of cushion the cushion the inevitable blows. Well, I, mean, I think I think you're tiptoeing around. Well, not tiptoeing around stuff, but I think we're leading towards something here. The pandemic. And the lack of work, which is something what I completely attach myself worth to for like oh. the last 15 years or whatever, eliminating that has really forced me to, I'd be super depressed. I'm not going up at all. I'm not going on any auditions. I'm having right. no meetings. I'm having no progress in this career. And then, but now I've been like introspective now for six, six-ish months. And I'm starting to like find these things about myself. I'm like, well, I am still doing comedy via podcast. My wife is still working. My life is still normal. Like yeah. a lot of the shit. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm doing okay in a yeah. global pandemic. That means I'm successful. Like I, and like, fucking a, dude. it just yeah. takes reevaluating what you consider success. Like I've got a fucking a place. To, I want a dishwasher in a yard. I'm almost 40 and I don't have a house. Like <laughs> that's something I'm dealing with, but I did also get to go to Bonnaroo. Like, you know, I chose this stupid path for my life where I didn't make money for 15 years and now i have a little bit of money and it Mm -hmm. just feels like looking back fondly at what i've done has been a big part of uh the pandemic for me and and i'm i guess what i'm i'm teeing you up here for like yeah you now have in the last month your life has changed enough that 
comedy <laughs> seems comedy seems like oh it's important but now you have like other things to seek value and love from so talk to me exactly, a little bit about what's exactly going on it. in your brain the thing the thing i was thinking about is like how probably as as recent as like five or six years ago i would just bang my head against the wall because i wasn't getting you know, even going in for certain stuff, you know, and it, insert what for the listeners insert whatever there. It's not like, whatever each have like yeah, You're it's like, there's just a, it's just a, like a monthly disappointment, weekly disappointment. If you're doing well, yes. Like, yes. <laughs> like the, exactly. there's a phase where as you do better, you get more disappointments. Like that's yeah. the weirdest thing about this career. You're like, it, I'm getting not. bigger and bigger disappointments these days. And that's <laughs> exactly. <a> positive. <laughs> no, I've said that many times. The, the key to life is to just keep improving your problems. <laughs> right. like, that's how I feel. It's just like, you're just going to hit this fucking wall and be like, this is a better wall than the one I used to bang yeah. my head against. We before. say, me and my wife say champagne problems. It's like, we're just reminder. Problem. This is a champagne problem. Yeah. That's like we just exactly. cannot pitch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So like a couple weeks ago during the pandemic, I had a, a zoom audition and like I taped one while I was, I was in Palm Springs with my wife uh, for a couple days. A friend just gifted us the use of this house, uh, you know, before the kid was born. And they were like, uh, we love Bronger for this part. We want him to do a, a, a Zoom session with some of the other actors. We want to figure out who to put, you know. I did four chem reads with four different sets of, of, of three actors. Someone else got the part. I'm like, cool. Um, and then they couldn't reach a deal with that guy. And then they were like, can we bring Bronger in for more reads? The part is his. I was like, great. I did... I want to say six or seven more chem reads via Zoom. <laughs> Didn't get it. <laughs> and then, and my and my 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 manager before he brought brought for he let them bring me back was like, if you're just doing this because this guy won't take the fucking deal and you're dangling my guy, I'm gonna be fucking angry. And turns out, they couldn't reach a deal with this guy because his lawyer was being such a prick. And so like the like. They, I don't know what happened, but like they called and were like apologizing profusely because the network basically was just, they gave it to that other guy. But it's like, I've never had that in my life. And it, and by the way, this, this project, I don't know how well, good it'll be. I had fun doing it. It was a lot of improvisation, which can be great. By the way, I, by the way, by the way. So, I, I know exactly what show this is. I know exactly what you're talking about. We'll talk off mic, but yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to leave details out to not incriminate people, but yeah, yeah. my point to bringing that up is not, is the thing is I have no anger over it, but I've never had that thing where it's like part yours and then they still give it to somebody else. That would have, if that happened five, six years ago, I, I don't know what, I don't know if I would have crashed my car. I don't know if I would have just like, just lost my money, anything, my, my, my significant other said to me, I just fucking snap. No, don't, none of it matters. The fuck, yeah. what does it matter? Who gives a shit? Who gives a, you know? But after going through all this and also having this great kid and like valuing the things that I value, it's like, not that I can't get hurt. I get hurt all the time. And I'm still gonna, disappointments will still suck. I'll still get furious and shit. But it's just like, there's a level of perspective I have. Yeah. Just beyond. Well, I think like what you're talking about there is like five years ago, you wouldn't have seen the scaffolding as much as you see it now. Like the second you're going back in for that round of Exmoor Zoom reads, you're like, watch this blow up in my face. Like you just like, no, but you're like, 
what am I going to not do this and say, no, I don't want it. Like you have to be honest yeah. with yourself. You're like, I auditioned for it in the first place. I clearly want it totally. or I clearly still want it. So you'll sit down and do it, but you have that five years more of like seeing all the paths you didn't get yeah. that allowed you to get other paths. Like I, I, it was between me and Adam Richmond for man versus food, like 15 years ago, whatever that was. Wow. You know what I mean? Like it was down to the two of us. We did, uh, screen tests at Katz's Deli, all this shit. And I thought for three years after that, I always mentioned, and I thought it also gave me like some clout to like say like, oh, I was almost man versus food. People were like, whoa, that's crazy. And I'm like, yeah. And then all I could think about was like how my life would have changed. And like mm -hmm. I, the money I would have had, the restaurant, I would have been traveling, I would have been okay. And then also Adam Richmond like had his stomach break and had to like <laughs> quit the job because like, he had severe medical issues brought on by the career he had. Yeah. Now, also, if I get it, maybe the show sucks and it only airs six episodes and never happens again. And I, and I, right. I walk away with like 40 G's in my pocket and nothing. And that was 10, you know, 10 yeah. plus years ago. But nowadays I'm like, I'm watching a, I'm watching a movie where, or a TV show where I was almost, almost that lead. And it doesn't even, doesn't even come no, up in my head. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll see a guy say a couple lines and be like, Oh fuck, I went in for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I'll be like, Oh shit, look who got it. You know, I, there's no, there's no part of me that's just like, man, him. Fuck. I'll still, I'll still have, I'll still get close enough calls to stuff I want sure. that it will deter me from watching it. I'll, I'll release myself of anger. Yes. But I can't bring myself to watch the show yet because yeah. I also don't want to see how much better Luca Jones is at it than I am. Like, right. <laughs> I know. I've lost so much shit to Luca. He's yeah. good. He's, He's good. good. People really like him, and People there's a reason like why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, love, I love the fact that I was on Up All Night at the same time as him. Where I was like, holy shit, both of us. Cool. Yes. Well, yeah. that's like the dream is like for me and Gemberling to get booked on the same show for <laughs> once in my life, you know, rather, uh, rather than just being like, looks like it's down to the two of us, good friend of mine. Hope. <laughs> Since you have children, you get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> High five. Yeah. See you at the callbacks. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. I haven't been able to watch Shrill, cause, uh, but good for Luca. <laughs> well, Shrill, Shrill, is, Shrill is also like Por a sore one for me because it shoots in Portland where I'm like, that's my fucking dream. Did you I read for the, I'm assuming you read for the Luca part? No, I didn't. Ah, but uh, I think I, I'm a little too old, honestly. I'm older oh, than Oh, fair. But, yeah, that makes uh, sense. But uh, uh, I think... Um, also, it's, you know, that that's, that's, even that's funny to me because I went in for a Netflix show that I think long forgotten now, but it was, a, it was, it was set in a school in Portland and it was like the role of like the principal or something. And my dad is a principal. And so I felt like I nailed the audition beyond through the wall. I walked out of there whistling, like, not like it's mine, but come on fuckers. I'm from there. My dad's, and I didn't get it. And I swear to God, I shed a tear and I laughed right after, but I was just like, are you okay? You, that, well, that's the last. And that was years ago. Well, that's so. what you're describing too, is this weird phenomena that like, you know, it's nearly impossible. Everything is a scratch off lotto ticket. Of course. But, but every once in a while you have this opportunity that actually is like correct for you, which is, I'm already going out for things where I'm like, this makes no, I'm not even a good actor. And it's like, this makes no sense. This make, it has to be like this heavy set New Yorker with a beard. Like it has to be like, so obviously over the plate for me. And then every once in a while I get one of those over the plates and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm starting to feel. And then 
like you'll do all the logic, like the logic you said of like, I'm probably a little too old for that, but you'll do the logic where it's like, oh, well, this is like uh, this character uh, for the sake of the premise of the character is the white man. It needs like everything about it, like starts lining up where you're like, oh, he's got to be sort of a beach bum vibe. And you're like, okay, I got that. Oh, this, oh, bearded. Yes. Oh, and it's like, you're checking off these boxes. You're like, uh-huh. Holy sh-. and then you let yourself be like, this is what I'm actually right for. And then when you don't get yeah. it, you're like, why did I do that to myself? Why did oh, I say good. I, you build yourself up in your own head? <laughs> I, I always, I always crack up when Dana, Dana Gould told me, cause he went in with, I think Sandler and, uh, and Chris Rock and not Chris Rock, Sandler and um, uh, uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. D- you know that that crew, Farley, Farley Spade, like yeah. that season of. I think, uh, I'm pretty SNL. sure. And he was yeah. like, "I walked out there going, good luck, boys, because I'm one of them." Like <laughs> yeah. he was so he was on the plane, like fuck, I got to move to New York, crazy, and like <laughs> no. Uh, that's the joke. I mean, my friends always say is. Uh, like when I leave a shitty, I'm like, well, I just bought a boat. Like if I like think I did a good, I'm like, well, I bought a boat called Broad City. Can't wait to hear back about this. I did, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gambrelin got that one too. Okay, sick, sick, yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. I. Oh my god. Yeah. I. I, I remember we. I. I did a. I did a last 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 thing I said. We'll go to. We'll go to the calls. But uh, I. I. I wrote this script with my cousin who writes video games and writes books. And we had pretty much the exact same premise as that uh, mystic legend or whatever that the Always Sunny. Exactly. We had uh, years <laughs> before them set up at Showtime. And they, they passed. You know, we didn't get, but it was like, they were like, this is one of the hardest passes we've ever done, which I'm just like, fuck you. You know, yeah. but at the same Oh, cool. Time, Thanks. Yeah. It's still, you know. Like but, that, I, I hearken it all back to the most heteronormative shit of like, like a, a beautiful woman at the bar telling you like, Man, and I really want to fuck you, but I have to go home. And you're like, wait, what? Why would you but tell me? I love me my husband. Why would yeah. you say anything? Yeah, exactly. I'm so lonely. Yeah, yeah, but but that that actually that actually isn't my point. The, the point I brought up is because we had an actor character in there that we just took. We we took all of we made him like that guy that gets everything but doesn't really necessarily want it. <laughs> right. And like, I read that he, by his own admission, Robert Downey Jr. when he was a child actor, when he was like, or like a teen, he would walk out into the waiting area and be like, you guys can all leave, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Say that to them. <laughs> that makes and sense. That makes me laugh so fucking hard because that is him. Like he's got that level of fucking, you know, confidence, just, blah, blah, blah. That's why he carries Tony Stark so well. But that's why Tony Stark can be a 61 year old man and have a child in the most recent movie because it's fucking it. RDJ. He'll never His fire first. blanks. <laughs> His first. His first kid at Tony Stark is 68 or something. Yeah. He, can, he can absorb blows from an intergalactic <laughs> Titan somehow. Not that it'd be that much easier at 40, but it would be. Yeah. It to- would be. Uh, Tony, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was like 51 in Iron Man 1. <laughs> he's made like, he's been in 16 movies as that character. The dude needs to retire. Let Tony Stark go home. To- <laughs> That's so true. Still eating cheeseburgers. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Okay. Let's check. Ch- All right. Let's, let's check uh, the first call. Roll the first one, Renee. Hey, guys. My name is Jake. I'm a gay bear from Pennsylvania. My question is, how do you become comfortable and love your body. I know when I'm at the gym or at the pool or uh, at the beach, I get self-conscious by all these like hot fit guys and fit women. 
Um, I do try and look at myself naked in the mirror to feel more comfortable. Do you guys have any other advice? I love you guys. Hope you're staying safe. Holy oh, fuck. Wow, that's Jesus. so weird. Yeah, you know I, I forgot. don't hear these calls before, right? I don't. I, I don't and I okay. also forgot that you tweeted out that I was going to be, because it was like, wow, that's a very specific question that I think I'm like weirdly able to answer. Sure. <laughs> I actually have experience of <laughs> dealing with uh, happiness with my own body. Yeah. And I'm currently at a state of insane confidence. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Great. which I'm, I'm in and out of, uh, depending. But Jake, this is a wonderful fucking question. And I just recently was thinking of something the other day that maybe this will help Jake and uh, Bronger let me know and I'll let you pile yes. on too. But Please, this, take was, away. this is something I was dealing with recently. I've started, I've always liked wearing Speedos. I was a beach lifeguard. I was on a swim team. It never bothered me. And I just always felt weird about wearing Speedos. Uh, but then just a couple of years ago, like maybe a year and a half ago, before I was even like fit to the, like, even less fit than I am now. I just started going to the beach and, you know, wearing my board shorts, but then popping them off when I got there to lay down and hang out in a Speedo and then go swimming in a Speedo. And I was like, then I went to my friend's wedding in Hawaii and he's Australian. So I brought my Speedo because Aussies wear budgie smugglers. They, they think board shorts are lame. So I wear my Speedo, hang out with all these ripped Australian rugby guys swimming around the ocean with them, but I'm this big fat dude in a Speedo. And something, this little fact that I got in my head, I think might help Jake. If you think you look bad, and this is maybe the most negative, this is not the most positive headspace to be in, but yeah. this is like the kind of cynical look I have. If you think you look bad, truly, even if you do, you only look 1% worse with your shirt on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, like if you look fat with your shirt on, you look like people just not like, yeah, I used to wear shirts in the water, but then you just, you only look 1% worse if you're completely comfortable. So if you make yourself completely comfortable, however that might be, whether that's like, I like to pop my shirt, I like to wear this. I want to wear floral prints. I want to wear a sarong, whatever you want to wear mm -hmm. at the beach, whatever, you'll look maybe 1% one, maybe 1 worse, but you'll feel 20% better, thereby looking 19% better overall. Yeah. And that's like, that's the most negative aspect way to look at it. But that's what I realized is like, I only look like, I still look fat if I'm not in a Speedo. <laughs> like, it's not like I put on board shorts and everyone's like, wow, that dude's pretty buff, actually, now that I can't see one square inch of his quads. But you realize I don't look that much worse in a Speedo, but I feel that much better. And then I'm carrying, and now all of a sudden I'm this 300 pound dude carrying himself joyously in a Speedo. And that raises my attractiveness quotient. And like, that's all it is, is confidence. Yeah. And I'll extrapolate that too. You know, how you feel when you wear like a, a fitted, suit or you feel when you wear an amazing piece of clothing that someone you find attractive is like oh you should wear that that look yeah. you should rock that that looks dope you know and that that's 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 how you should try to make yourself feel with your swimwear with whatever just kind of go just do i mean do the fucking Stuart smalley i'm good enough you know i'm smart enough and gosh darn it people like me i'm a good person i i like I like who this person is and I like this body. You know, it's like anytime you saw, you saw someone growing up who was not in good shape, but was like, fuck it. And would act like they were ripped. That was the coolest person. I remember when I was 12 years old, we went to my, 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 uh, my mother's college roommate. There's this great gal who lives in San Francisco and um, 
she's she's always been very funny and always uh just quick to laugh at all kinds of stuff but she was she used to be a lot heavier uh but we were at her brother's house and i remember there was like a slip and slide and i remember being like playing a slip and slide and i was like i don't want to because i didn't feel comfortable really that comfortable with my shirt off i didn't like my body and here comes kathy she went in the house. She saw great it. Great name. Like, oh, great good. name for an overweight college roommate, too. It's like yeah. the comic. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Who's now 75. But yeah. she, <laughs> she, she, went, she, she went in the house. She changed into this into a one piece and just like fell face down hard on the slip and slide, did not do the slip and slide well, got up laughing, did it again. And I remember just looking at her and just feeling inspired and just being like, look how happy she's being. Look how much she doesn't care. Look how much she... She's negating any negative body issues I felt anyone could have. Not that anyone would give a shit at that, like, seven-person barbecue. But that was also the point. It wasn't a rager. She was like, ooh, that looks fun. I'm going to do it. And I was just like, wow, she has more guts than me right now. Yeah, and that's and shit's I, inspirational. It see. is inspirational. And it's just, just you, I just remember that I remember moments where I'd see someone very overweight with no shirt on just standing around the beach and they didn't. They couldn't give a fuck. And I remember just being like, wow, look at him. You know, like the first time I saw the, the Chris Farley Chippendales sketch, I felt bad for him because I was like, oh, yes. my God, look at his body. But I was also like, holy shit, the balls like that's He's on national millions of people are watching him yeah he's going, he's at like, like he's at like sorority pledge level of body break like they're breaking yeah. down his body in front of him like that's yes. heavy duty and i mean we now know that that was hard for farley and shit yeah. like that but he still knew that it was going to be funny and that's yes. all that that was yes. him for him the, the end all be all at the end yeah it's just like yeah and i remember chris rock like hated that sketch because he's like yeah haha it's a fat guy he's like yeah I, you know i don't like that that's my friend and I'm not, I'm not defending that sketch. I mean, I still think it's, it's, it's funny because I think Patrick Swayze's as almost as funny as he is. Yes. Yeah, Swayze's Patrick, energy is very funny. He's and that's so great. He keeps yeah. looking at him like, oh, he's, he's so, such a better dancer than me. I'm blowing him. Like he has the look on his face of like, I'm blowing the greatest opportunity of my life. Uh, he's like that. He's like that guy who will never be as fast as Usain Bolt. Who's like yeah. a point oh oh six seconds slower than him off the yeah. ground or whatever? And if that dude was born, th you know, three years later or three years earlier, he would yes. have like at least a couple of medals under his belt. But instead, he exists and he has none. at the exact same time as this. <laughs> and uh, he what has been the best around his entire life, except for now one other person. But right. because this other person exists, we never hear it. Like that's like nope. that shit is so crazy. Like this dude is by like insanely fast to the level of like X-Men level fast. And just because Usain Bolt exists at the same time as him, we know Usain Bolt's name and not that guy's name. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's just the fucking way of the world, the way the fucking it's shit crumbles. Sad. This is how it is. Um, Wait, just to jump on something else for Jake real quick. You know what yeah, there is? Thing. You know what there is nothing of at the beach, Jake? You know what there? I've never seen at the beach. I have someone who's been there. Like I go weekly still. There's never a fucking mirror at the beach, bud. Yeah. You never have to see yourself. Just mm -hmm. be happy. You look around yeah. yourself. What do you see? Beautiful men and women, like you were saying. That yep. sounds tight to me. Beautiful yep. ocean, beautiful sand, beautiful sky. Yep. You don't have to fucking even look at yourself. Just make yourself feel comfortable. And also, you even said yourself you're a bear. So you know that your body type and your look is highly sought after by a lot of men. And I'm finding women coming out of the woodwork 
now sure. that it feels socially acceptable to say I like a dad type that I feel, you know? Yeah. People are coming out of the woodwork saying they like big boys. Mm-hmm. So, Jake, just fucking relish in it, man. Rock it. Just rock, rock it. it. Just rock it. Go out there and just, you know, like the whole, maybe flip around the whole, oh, if you're public speaking, imagine everyone naked. Just imagine everyone loves your body. Yeah. And, you know, like just, just, and, and, and don't care. Just feel caught. Co- even when I had my, 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 my heaviest body issues, I realized how good it felt to not have a shirt on. It feels yes. so good. It feels so good to not have a shirt on in the sun and have and, your and legs out. Whatever makes you feel good at the beach. Why are you yeah. going to the beach? Are you going to the beach? Cause you like to have a few beers. You like to smoke a joint. You like to play Frisbee. You like to go swimming, whatever it is. That's what you're there to do. You're not there to show people what you look like. No. You're, what you look like is second to what you're there to do. And if exactly. I, I don't care what you look like, if I see some dude having fun playing fucking Kadima, playing fucking cornhole, bodyboarding, that dude is, he looks good in my book. He's I don't awesome. care if you're fat, skinny, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're having a good time and you seem like you're enjoying yourself, that's the sexiest thing you can fucking do. So hot. So yeah. hope that helps, man. And, and thanks for calling in. Uh, okay, roll a second call, Renee. Hey, Matt, my name's Josh, and uh, my birthday's coming up, and I don't like my birthday. Um, I don't like celebrating with my family. I have come up with a bunch of bullshit excuses over the years. Uh, This one time, I accidentally uh, got too fucked up on an edible, and then they came to see me in college and drove four hours away on my birthday, and I freaking balls and had to tell them I was sick. Uh, So that was an accident, but... Other times, I've just punted it off. Oh, well, I'm moving. You know, we'll entertain you soon. Regardless, not a big fan of celebrating my birthday. With other people, I feel weird when they give me gifts. Honestly, I just like to eat pizza, play video games, and get a blowjob. And I think that's like an ideal birthday for me. And so a lot of people try and put pressure on me. As an example, uh, yes, last year, my dad said, or maybe it was two years ago, must have been two years ago, my dad said, hey, this isn't about you. Let us take you out to dinner. But because of a number of different dietary issues and things like that, basically no one in my immediate family is ever happy every time that we have to go out somewhere. Plus there's coronavirus, so we probably just do a cookout at someone's house. And I'm a vegetarian, so cookout's like, oh, let's get him a veggie burger. Anyway, how do I get people to just leave me the fuck alone? on my birthday love you so much kisses wow okay there a lot there uh what was what was caller number two's name i I, josh josh yeah um josh that's wild man uh I think pizza and video games, easy to line up for your birthday. Blowjob, kind of hard to bank on. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, don't, I'm, don't go, don't go, don't go Icarus and fly too close to the sun and try to haul yeah, me Just aim for just video games and pizza to start, man. Sure. I've been, I've been with the same woman. I've been in an monogamous committed relationship for 17 years and I don't always get a BJ on my birthday. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> no. nope. It's yeah. not even a thing in our house. <laughs> Plus <laughs> if it's a birthday gift for me, I'm eating pussy. Let's be honest. Right. That's what, that's on, what I'm people. here for. Come on, guys. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Josh said something. He said so much stuff in there. It sounded sure. like he was heading off, trying to head off all of our potential answers at the past too. Yeah, I think I got, so. I got and, a little 
it feels like he was trying to steer us, and I and I apologize if I'm being if I'm going outside the this might help realm here. No, feels like he was trying to steer us into going. You're right, man. Just be alone. Yeah. But unfortunately, your birthday isn't just for you in a weird way. It mm-hmm. is like your parents want to see you because your birthday was a great. If you think your birthday, your 21st, 22nd birthday is crazy for you, imagine how your zeroth birthday was for your parents, dude. True. <laughs> like, True. That was, you just, you just went through it. I think you're going to remember your daughter's birthday and be important to you guys because it changed your entire family's dynamic. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not about another candle on the cake. It's about this huge progress that everyone made as a big family unit. And yeah. they want to celebrate that. They want to be around. And it doesn't have to be your birthday. Tell if you're if you hate your birthday, wait one week after and get the whole family together for a Friday cookout that isn't all about you. It's like I get it, everyone wants to see each other. Some people are a little shy and don't want all the like, hey, Bronger, hey, got you a gift. Here's a gag shirt. React to me, talk to me, go around, shake hands. I get that people are shy, but dude, people the birthday party's not all about you. They all want to see each other. People love that shit. Like, you know, it's old school. Yeah. And like I want to say let them have what they want, but I feel like you're really not having the birthday party thing. So my last piece of advice would be, Josh, weaponize your birthday party. What do you want to do? Say, hey, everyone for this year for my birthday, you know, I don't really eat meat. I would like to go to this vegetarian restaurant. Force your lifestyle on them. And or it's your birthday. You're allowed to. And or say, hey, I don't want to do anything, but can we all just rent? uh, uh, Let's all go to the arcade together. I like playing video games. Let's go get pizza in an arcade and we'll all get our dick sucked as a family. (laughs) I would not suggest your family you go to Hungry Maud's House of Blowjobs in Nevada. (laughs) Don't. Don't Sorry, this uh, this is just for recording purposes. You said hungry mods. Yeah, <laughs> it's, near the, it's, it's near the cat ranch. <laughs> I just need this information for something else. Oh, what a sad place. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I love your advice because I was kind of veering towards, okay, it's 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 your birthday. You don't necessarily have to do anything, but you're a young man, and I think you know I'm I'm leaning more towards John's advice because as you get older. No one's going to give a fuck about your birthday. Not yeah. even your parents. I mean, they will. They'll send you a card, maybe. They'll yeah. call you. Hey, now that you're gone, you're 52. You know? Right. But <laughs> as you get older, it's just kind of like, yeah. And 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 also, I used, I, you know, I had friends make fun of me. It's like, where they'd be like, Bronger has like a birthday week, you know, because I'd plant this big fucking thing. You know, Dude, maybe- another, uh, another thing to your uncles of uncles over here. Yeah. Yeah. Of Uncle Uncles? That's what we should mm-hmm. start calling us. That's our two-man uh, improv group, of Uncle Uncles. Of Uncle Uncles, yeah. But it, it, I, I did that to celebrate my friends. I was never like, oh, man, hooray for me. Like, the weirdest part of me all, all of it every time was always like, oh, here's my cake. Yay. I don't want yeah. – I'd rather just drink with my friends. This I don't want just, gifts. I'm, I'm yeah. an attention whore. I, I'll get my sure. attention for my living. Mm-hmm. I will let my friend. I just want to have – for one of my birthdays, I put 50 of my friends in a coach bus and drove them, almost all of them, to their first rugby match ever at uh, oh. Carson Stadium. And I fucking, pre- we pre-gamed on the bus. We watched Rocky Four. I made everyone wear, like, patriotic shit. I handed out American flag sunglasses because we are going to see USA versus Argentina. Nice. So I just went fucking, and, like, I, that was my 36th birthday. That's not, like, what you're supposed to do as an adult man. But to me, it was about getting 50 people together for an event that I right. wish... Because how often do you get like, you're like, oh, so-and-so's having a birthday. You're like, 
all right, I guess we're driving to North Hollywood to some random tiki thing for so-and-so's birthday. And then you go yeah. and you go, I'm so glad I went to this place and saw those four friends and did that thing. Yeah. You could be that for somebody else. If you're looking for positives about having a birthday. Uh, party. Yeah, I think, you're, I think you're right. Just fi- find a thing you want to do, you know, and, and invite, invite the people. And someone might be like, I mean, I don't want to go to, you know, the the veggie bar or whatever, right you know? <laughs> and then peace out <laughs> and, and, get more speci- and get more specific fucking go to uh you know if you're if you're in portland i'm pretty sure there's at least two barcades with all vegan menus yes at least two yeah you know there have to be more out there and just do that where it's just like i mean hey your parents might be like i don't like the loud video game noise you're like it's yeah. my birthday. And I don't like cookouts. So it's so, my birthday. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah, because it feels like a lot of the stuff you're complaining about is things that are being forced upon you. And it might be, unfortunately for you, because you sound a little shy and uh, like you're, you're not about the attention grab. Unfortunately for you, my best advice is to grab the fucking reins of your own birthday you, and make it as specifically as path of least resistance for yeah. you as possible if it's like i just want my friends to all come over and i'm going to put on my favorite movie in the living room yep. and we're going to order uh pizza and we're going to sit in silence and eat it like yeah that sounds fucking i'm i'm gonna come to that party if i'm yeah, your friend well, and you <laughs> nailed it because my thing was like this guy's letting his parents drive the bus you drove the bus you drove the bus to the argentinian usa rugby match yes you drove the fucking bus <laughs> he needs to start driving the bus for he real to, like go we're, i'm i'm not nope Nope, we're passing the cookout. Passing it. I'm not stopping here. We're we're I'm we're gonna drive to where I want to go. We're going to the vegan barcade. So, okay, shit. We're 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 near the end. We got time for one more. Let's do uh, it. Let's roll the last one. Hey, Matt. I was helping my father-in-law with some tech support stuff on his phone and had to look for an email and saw his recent searches that all appeared to be about finding sex workers and particularly using the sugar daddy website to try and find a hookup. I don't have any problem with him looking for sex workers. Good for him. He's a single guy, older, go for it. What I do worry about is that he is not very internet literate uh, and falls for phishing scams and credit card stuff all of the time. So how do I have a conversation with him about making sure that he doesn't get scammed by fake sex workers? Because that'll be fun. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Wow, what a good call. Wow. I do not envy your situation, my friend. Nope. (laughs) Damn, don't you hate when the answer, like he knows what the answer, he knows what he has to do, and he's just saying like, Guys, just how do I do this? Like he know, like the only thing he can do is he has to have a heart to heart with his father in law. I feel like he has to either do the fucking heart heart to heart like a football coach. Like, look, I know what you're doing, Stevens. All right, we got to talk about this because you're not doing it right. You know, you got to do that. Keep your head on a swivel out there, boys. Exactly. All right, as an expert. <laughs> yeah, as an expert. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, or. You can be a spy, which basically you're like, you know, eating, you're all out to breakfast. And you're just like, hey, did you hear about that, that uh, fishing scam that that guy? Yeah. Evidently, <laughs> this guy, and you can't say was looking for an escort. It can be like, uh, was looking, I guess he was looking to uh, look to someone he could pay for something for a, some sort of 
I don't know. A, a Sugar goal. Daddy Construction? I, I don't know what it was. Like, wink at the dad. <laughs> once they get your credit card number, it's over. You know, like, whatever. Something like that. But <laughs> there's no guarantee that that'll be. Yeah. I think, I think you got to have the heart-to-heart. Yeah. Because this might be an ongoing thing for the father-in-law. Right. And you might be, like, I don't. I don't know if your uh, wife, and I don't even know like the layout. So I don't know if your partner, that uh, their kid, uh, I don't know if they have any siblings that would have this heart to heart with them. So it might be, you might be helping. It might be more than just you having to deal with this fucked up thing. And you might be like really helping this dude out and protecting him in the long totally. run. Cause uh, it should be legal. And yeah. it's, it's one of the OG professions. Let, yeah, look, let people- I, got it on, I got it on my shirt. Oh shit, dude! Oh, that doesn't work in the pro black, pro brown, pro queer, trans, Muslim, science, facts, choice, ho, wrestling, oh, pro ho, pro wrestling. I love but, it. Like, wow, yeah. you have a you have a better message than me. My shirt just says Taekwondo. <laughs> Still great. Still important. Still important. <laughs> Foot fist way. Yes. Um. What like? I think the coach approach is the best. Like honestly, w- one time my dad found. A cond- I left a condom, a used condom on the bathroom sink before I went away for a, the lake to the lake for the weekend with my girlfriend. We had sex Jeez. and I, this was like the mid nineties. So we were told, and my girlfriend at the time was, you know, we were all nervous. All you care about is getting pregnant until you finally get to your mid thirties, try to get pregnant, find out how hard it is. But uh, I had to run water in the condoms post sex to see if there was any tears or rips. That was uh, something my, she course. requested. And Left it on the sink. Oh. And my father calls me and he goes, Johnny, found your condom on the sink. And I just immediately fall apart. And all he says is, clean up after yourself. I don't want your mother to see it. If you have any other questions, you can ask me. And that's it. Didn't make me feel gross and make me feel weird, but gave me like, and my dad was not the most dad, dad. Like, uh, we don't, I don't have a lot of touching stories of him saying something to me that unlocked some element of my life that was helpful. I have mostly stories of didn't see him, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but uh, this one stands out in my head is like, he had the opportunity just to say like, and like, I think that's kind of like, you need to dad your father-in-law. Like, yeah, I'm assuming at some point your father-in-law maybe said to you, Hey, you're marrying my fucking kid, whether it's a daughter or son, you're marrying my progeny. Don't you fuck this up. You got to just give him that. Like, Hey, just so you know, yeah, a man to man. Give him uh, that man to man. Coach was the right move, Brunger. I'm over-explaining it. You said it so succinctly. No, earlier. no, but that's it. Like you gotta, you gotta pull him aside and and do the do the man to man. Like, look, you know, I I I saw you looked at a lot of. Th- it just comes up. You yeah. might not know that. I just want you to be careful. Not yeah. in the way you might be thinking. Yeah. You can get ripped off financially really easily. Yeah. Fuck you know? away, pops. Go I'm not, nuts. Like I'm not. And, you know, <laughs> Lena, I'm not judging you. Right. And then you also. Know? The history thing, yeah, is the entree into the conversation of also delete your history. Yes, like you get to say like, here's something you should probably know. Uh, if you search, the searches stay there. Then you're gonna want to delete them. And I did this for you. And when I did that, I saw you were doing these searches. And since we're talking about the internet, and and then you know, play it cute, like you know, you're like you know how you get like easily fooled by blah, or you know how you almost fucking gave your social security number to Planet Fitness a faker right. or whatever, you know, yeah. give them that, like and blah blah. Th- these people will do that, and they'll use shame to keep that from you. So 
just make sure you're in a reputable situation. And, and I don't know how brave this uh, caller number three is here, but if you want to say like, if you want me to like take a look at the website and make sure it's above board, I, I would offer to do that for my in-laws. So yeah, I, I'm, but I'm a, I have a very weird relationship with them, but I think, <laughs> I, I think it's, inter- I think it's like, if you want me to take a look at the site and make sure it's okay, I can confirm that for you. So you don't, I want you to do whatever you want to do. I just don't want you to get ripped off. And yes. you don't want, and he doesn't want to get ripped off either. He wants to yeah. fuck without losing all of his money. That's all we want in life. That's all we want. That's all we want. <laughs> well, fuck, this was great, man. I loved having you on the show. Dude, yeah. that, thanks for having me on, man. This was a blast. I, I, I joked when we talked on, uh, we, we were texting about doing this. I was like, I feel like we're two of those dudes that like, everyone would say like, oh, that's weird. You guys aren't friends. Like, oh, right. Bronger, Gabrus, the two white bearded guys who go by their last name or sort of like uh, <laughs> exactly. blue collar, but progressive at the same time. How do you guys not know each other? <laughs> yeah, <it's> so <laughs> You're true. like, ma- you come across as scumbags, but you are married gentlemen at, at the same time. I don't like, there's something. And so for us to finally get together, chop it up and you're going to do high and mighty too, which I'm excited I about. I'm so psyched. like, I'm psyched. Psyched this has been that. fucking great, dude. Is there anything you want to uh, promote that people might not know uh, that you, they can check out about you or? Yeah, I got high and mighty, which is my chat show podcast, wherever you get podcasts. And if you have uh, extra money in the pandemic, congratulations to you. Uh, Maybe you want to spend some of it on a Patreon podcast called action boys, where me and a couple of buddies break down action movies for longer than their run times. It's $5 a month. Get you four three ish hour episodes about uh, classic action movies, such as the program or yeah, sure. <laughs> so do yourself a favor and check that out. If that's in your wheelhouse. And for most of you, it's not, <laughs> which yeah. is fair, which is completely fair. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on the show, man. Dude. Thanks for having me. This has been a blast. Thanks for listening to and or watching. This might help with Matt Bronger. You need some advice. Call 323-763-0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. No judgment, all fun. Thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.